We're driven by the search for better. But when it comes to hiring, the best way to search for a candidate isn't to search at all. Don't search match with Indeed. Indeed is your matching and hiring platform with over 350 million global monthly visitors, according to Indeed data, and a matching engine that helps you find quality candidates fast. Ditch the busy work. Use Indeed for scheduling, screening, and messaging so you can connect with candidates faster. Leveraging over 140 million qualifications and preferences every day, Indeed's matching engine is constantly learning from your preferences, so the more you use Indeed, the better it gets. Join more than 3.5 million businesses worldwide that use Indeed to hire great talent fast. And listeners of this show will get a $75 sponsored job credit to get your jobs more visibility at Indeed.com slash BlueWire. Just go to Indeed.com slash BlueWire right now and support our show by saying that you heard about Indeed on this podcast. That's Indeed.com slash BlueWire. Terms and conditions apply. Need to hire? You need Indeed. Inspired by the presence of Captain Jack Youngblood, playing in pain with his broken leg. A savage Ram defense. They hand it to Steven. Great jump cut. 45 seconds. a whole burst through it. 20. Side steps to tackle. Runs left. 25 still on his feet. 46 yard goal by number 39. Running back, number 29, Eric Dickerson. Johnny Hecker, a high school quarterback, is going to throw. The fake is on it. He's got a first down to Stephen Bailey. Mike Jones made the tackle. And the Rams have won the Super Bowl. Super Bowl. Rams Talk Radio with Derek C. Apollo and Michael Stewart. Welcome to Rams Talk Radio. This is Derek C. Apollo, my co-host, my partners in crime, former LA Rams defensive back Michael Stewart and Tommy Yvonne for our weekend preview. Browns, Rams at SoFi. Check in first with Mike. Mike, how you doing? I'm here. <laughs> What's the matter, Mike? Roll What's call. the matter? <laughs> oh my God! Hey, this man, is it's a long, long week in the classroom, so I just figure I'll just be present. <laughs> Teacher, oh, see Apollo. That present. was too good. That was too good. <laughs> so, so I'm good, you're... man. Uh, happy to be here on this Friday, man. Looking forward to hanging out with you fellas, man. It's gonna be a good day. So in case you're wondering, folks, we had, well, not me, Tommy had Mike cracking up right before we were on the air. <laughs> Apparently it, it followed through afterwards. So <laughs> we want, we don't, we don't have to tell people what you said, Tommy, you know, no, <laughs> no. What's going on, Tommy? It's a wonderful day. I, uh, as I was telling you guys earlier, audience, uh, had a rough go at it with my son, health, house, been sick for a month. Everyone's been passing it around like mono. Um, it's just exhausting. And last night I started to feel a little just crappy again. Um, don't know if I was, it was just residual illness or what, but 
I went to the hydration room in Seal Beach. It's a hoity-toity place where you can go and get in any type of IV concoction you want. I got the cold and flu mixed with a little pregame hangover cure in that with some antioxidants because I'm going to get three sheets to the wind on Sunday. I've been in lockdown basically for a month dealing with sicknesses and wrist surgeries and my son's surgery, and I need to be let out of the cage. So I was prepping today, and I'm ready to get after it on Sunday. Let's do this. Let's please. And I, I'm not going to lie, folks. It's Friday night. It's been a long week. We were going to straight down a business, and then we're going off. We're going home tonight and doing some taking care of some business in the, in the house. So quickly, so we can get into our conversation. We do want to give a word to our sponsor, a shout out to our sponsors. That includes Prize Picks, the largest daily fan sports platform in North America. And now with basketball season here, you can pick all kinds of combo projects across football and basketball from their specials league to make your daily picks easy. And that includes two to six player player projections. And just let those winnings roll in. How this works is a league created specifically for combo projections, has two players like LeBron James plus Travis Kelsey at 10 and a half point combo, and that's three points made plus receptions. Or you can roll with prize picks favorite players like rap, rapper Meek Mill or comedian Andrew Schultz, and you can find them on the community place under promos tab of the app to view entries from some of the biggest names in the prize picks community each week. So there's nothing really holding you back here, is there? There can't be because it's, it's fun, it's easy. Tommy, you've played, although you got your butt kicked a little bit, didn't you? I mean, let's, let's be real. You did, didn't you? A tiny bit. We're driven by the search for better. But when it comes to hiring, the best way to search for a candidate isn't to search at all. Don't search match with Indeed. Indeed is your matching and hiring platform with over 350 million global monthly visitors, according to Indeed data, and a matching engine that helps you find quality candidates fast. Ditch the busy work. Use Indeed for scheduling, screening, and messaging so you can connect with candidates faster. Leveraging over 140 million qualifications and preferences every day, Indeed's matching engine is constantly learning from your preferences. So the more you use Indeed, the better it gets. Join more than 3.5 million businesses worldwide that use Indeed to hire great talent fast. And listeners of this show will get a $75 sponsored job credit to get your jobs more visibility at Indeed.com slash BlueWire. Just go to Indeed.com slash BlueWire right now and support our show by saying that you heard about Indeed on this podcast. That's Indeed.com slash BlueWire. Terms and conditions apply. Need to hire? You need Indeed. No, I didn't get my butt kicked. I just didn't win. So I that would means you got do your butt the kicked, six. Dude. Going five and one is not getting your butt kicked. Did you? Okay. Mm-hmm. No, come on. No, come on. <laughs> come on, come on. All right. So, but with all the injuries going on in both sports, like basketball is a trading wreck right now. We've seen some major injuries in football. We also see prize picks with a reboot policy, and that allows your entries to stay in play. Even if one of your players gets injured, that's for football and basketball games. If you have a player who gets hurt in the first half and does not return in the second, that player is rebooted, and PrizePix is the only daily fan sports platform with an injury insurance policy. And I'm sure some copycats are already showing up. I'm just going to lay that out there. So how do you do this? You go to prizepix.com forward slash Rams Talk. Use the code Rams Talk for a first deposit match up to $100. One more time. Go to prizepix.com forward slash Rams Talk and use the code Rams Talk for a first deposit match up to $100. 
This is where you can get hooked up with prize picks where daily Facebooks are made easy. Here's a word from our sponsor. All right, guys. Seven and four Cleveland Browns. Led by Joe Flacco and the five and six LA Rams who are heading into a I think this is critical. I think you gotta take this. You have this is a must win because you have Baltimore coming in next. You kind of set the standard for where things are gonna go. You don't want to go into Baltimore five and seven and potentially even five and eight. So this is to me is a must win. Now object here if I'm wrong there. I mean, do you guys agree with this or not? I agree. Tommy. Yes, because we're taking an L next week. It's just guaranteed. I would drop I would drop coin on this one. It, that's how confident I am that we're going to lose. I don't want to, but the NFC doesn't beat Lamar Jackson. 18 and 1 in his career. Lamar Jackson is 18 and 1 and in 2019 he smoked the Rams and the Rams had a much better team in that game than they do now. And the Ravens have a much better team than they did then. That's kind of all you really need to know. So, yes, we need to win this game. And the Ravens are that Ravens next week. And we'll, we'll get to the next. But right now, they're in, they're playing for the number one seed in the AFC. So, uh, that, yep. that's a they got to keep winning. They know they got to keep winning. The Browns are in the position now where they're they're seven and four. They're in the running in the wild card, but they're without their quarterback. They're starting a statue. <laughs> They're starting a statue at quarterback in Joe Flacco. <laughs> am, I, am I wrong? No, that's why I laughed. He is a statue. He's not. At least we don't have to chase DTR around. You know, that, that we Joe Flacco makes the game one-dimensional. Now, is he a seasoned veteran that can sit in the pocket and peek you apart if you allow him to? Sure. I mean, I've seen him do it. Um, but I'd rather, at this point of where we're headed, be playing against a guy who can't really move out of the pocket than a guy who can. So, yeah, I'm looking forward to it. The the, uh, the look right here, now you mentioned before the game, before podcast started, that right now the Rams are going to be facing a a mostly healthy Browns defense. Like, they're almost getting back. Never they mind are 99%. Yeah. 99%. So on our last show, we talked about Miles Garrett being hurt and some other guys being out. The only ones really out, as you mentioned, was Denzel Ward. So you're getting a fully healthy Browns defense. I'm full, with that, I'm confident this is going to be a low-scoring game. And this is where I win Bonehead of the Week award because one of my fantasy teams I had with, with, with the bye, I had Geno Smith starting and Matt Stafford on my bench. And I had no confidence whatsoever in Geno Smith last night against the Cowboys. And I decided to, you know, with – all the Browns injuries that were out there to go ahead and just take my shot and go with my quarterback, Matt Stafford. And now I'm stuck with Stafford starting and 30 points is what Geno Smith put up last night. Oops. But that, come on, dude, Oops. nobody would have taken that. Nobody in their right mind would have started Geno Smith against the number one defense in the NFL right now in takeaways over Matt Stafford against the Browns. I'm, I'm sorry, they wouldn't have. So you didn't do anything wrong, bro. That well, game I mean, was yeah, an just... anomaly last night. It was an anomaly. And the better team ultimately won. Everyone's talking about yesterday how Ron Bland was getting cooked all over the place. Yeah, he was. But guess what? He made the play in the in, in the game 
with the interception to turn that game around and ultimately give his team a chance to win what they did. So everything, every mistake and everything he did wrong leading up to that point doesn't even matter. It doesn't. And he's a second-year corner from Fresno State. Dude is an animal, and people were killing him last night. And the people that were killing him don't know football. It's as simple as that. Well, dude. Like The dude is good. It's, it's like you have one people, bad game though. and he's trash. Come on, man. You're killing. Who's <laughs> the same people, Tommy, who would hammer Jalen Ramsey for not being perfect when he had, you know, he had, remember, I think it was the year after the Super Bowl last year. And, you know, he didn't have some of the greatest games. Well, but by the end of the year, his numbers were all where they should be, right? But I can't tell you how many times on Rams social media, Jalen Ramsey was getting destroyed. It was just getting destroyed. Yeah. Yeah, everyone is going to have a bad game, a bad matchup, a bad game plan. Last night, what what people weren't talking about, and we won't get too much into it because it's not part of our game, but I just wanted to touch on this real quick. People weren't diving into the devil in detail, right? So uh, the Cowboys are running man coverage, and that's what they normally do with Gilmore and Bland, right? they got two lockdown corners. Well, what you can do to counter that on offense is exactly what, Seattle's game plan was coming into it. They ran a lot of pick plays because when you're playing man coverage, you don't hand off. Now you should, and the corners should be talking to each other. Who cares what the base coverage is? I don't care what it is, dude. I don't care what we normally do. You're going to go up against a guy, and as soon as you give up one touchdown in, in that situation where they run a pick and you're able to get a touchdown off of it, as soon as that kind of stuff happens, you immediately adjust and you go, all right, guys, this isn't going to work. So we're going to run a two trail or we're going to run, um, you know, deep thirds. You have to change it up or you're, they're going to keep picking on you. And that's exactly what they did. I'm tired of watching coaches not adjust to the adjustments. It's insanity, but he didn't have a bad game. It was a bad plan. He got picked on. Um, it's hard to go up against DK Metcalf one-on-one. -on -one. He's a linebacker playing wide receiver. Um, so the only guy that was really good at doing that was Jalen Ramsey because he's almost the same size as him. So, yeah, but give these corners a break, dude. It's the hardest job in the NFL besides quarterback. So chill. I can chill. Just, I can chill. <laughs> I'm just talking to fans in general. <laughs> Corner, I mean, come on, Mike, you played it. You know, it's the second hardest position on the field, dude. You know that. It is. For sure. Can you can you go a little bit deeper on why it is though, Mike? Can you explain that, Mister Defensive Guru? Well, <clears throat> you know everything comes down to you know one position, field position, you know where you are on the field, and the other guy you're going against. When you're playing certain positions, you know there is a little bit of protection. When you're out there on the corner, uh, it's really just you by yourself. So. That makes it, you know, obviously one of the toughest. Everyone sees you. And you you look at week in and week out. Some of it is, in my opinion, some of it is technique and things like that. But at the end of the day, uh, it's, it's ultimately a 50-50 chance. So as Tommy said, you're going up against a guy like DK Metcalf, who has size, speed, hands. You know, everything you look at a receiver, it doesn't really matter if even a DB or corner safety can somewhat match up. 
he pretty much has a little bit of an advantage in the fact that a DB typically is backpedaling break drive. A receiver is going to just plant and drive, but they know where they're going before you do. So you have to react. You can cheat uh, knowing certain places on the field, maybe get a, a hint from the quarterback, see a guy maybe change his feet. You got to look at the other things like that. But if it's everything, everything being equal, a uh, receiver should typically win because they're going to easily be able to get a step on you out of the break. So <clears throat> that's probably why, you know, I would say that's definitely reason why it's going to be one of the toughest positions out there. Yeah, it is. And and you said, and you nailed it towards the end of your conversation right there. You said exactly what I wanted to touch on. It's this simple. The receivers know where they're going. The DBs don't. That's why it's hard. Because you have to guess and you have to be able to react where they are proactive and you're the re on the reactive side of the ball. So, it, you know, that's why Cooper Cup, when he does that hip shimmy, you, he's going two directions and it's a 50 50 chance, like Mike said. And you got to guess which way he's going to go and you got to be fast enough to make up for that one step that he got on you because. If you're fast and you have good reactive movements, by the time the quarterback is cocking the ball back and releasing, you can make up that ground. And that's exactly what Deron Bland did on that out route against Tyler Lockett last night when he picked that ball off and flipped the game and ultimately helped his team to win it. It's, it was beautiful because it's the, it's hard. He has, he's breaking on the ball. He gave Tyler Lockett just enough room to let Geno Smith think he could get the ball there and as soon as he cocked back and and to put his arm forward Deron broke on the ball like a receiver he also played receiver at Fresno State and at high school so there you go he played both positions which makes it easier to be able to break on balls because you're used to breaking on we play wide receiver dude is an animal bro everyone's got chill I just want to point this out as well and it's amazing how much we haven't talked about this if if the Seahawks had a better quarterback, th- this team offensively would be bananas. A better quarterback and, and a little bit better pass, pass protection because that receiving core, that top three, a Tyler Lockett, DK Metcalf, Met, Metcalf, and and JSN, man, that's a that is a nasty trio for any defensive backfield to face it's underrated and it's underrated because they don't have you know the quarterback jsn's coming on i'm telling you right now jsn's going to be the best of all three of those guys by the way by the time his career is done all right and that kind of talent that kind of speed and they all have different skills especially between metcalf and jsn like they provide different challenges for secondaries and of, of course, if they have the right game plan, they're going to do well. Quarterbacks hold them back. I and mean, it's not really a slam on Gino. It's just there are better quarterbacks out there. Yeah, so. I'm just glad that their their front office and coaching staff um, signed Gino to that extension. I was grateful for that. Thank you, by the way. Um, so having said that, let's move on to these Browns, man. Let's get with it before these fans get tired of us talking about stuff that don't matter. No. So, <laughs> fair enough. All right, the matchups here, the big one, I'm going to call it straight up right now, is going to be that Rams offensive line against the Browns front seven. If, because the Browns aren't going to score a whole lot. They're not. 
they're just you're not going to see that they have there's still offensive weapons out in the game. The Browns can't run the ball. Their receivers are hurt. You have a guy Njoku who much like a guy we used to know by the name of Joe Everett drops a lot of passes. So th- this is not an offense right now that's really locked in and is going to be able to put 25, 30 points to the board. They'll be lucky if they get 20. This is, to me, my opinion, and you guys, I hope, can come alongside me through this, is that this comes down to the trench warfare between the Rams' offensive line and the Browns' defensive line. And the bad news for us is Miles Garrett is playing, and he's he's on another plan right now. So I'm going to go to Mike first. Mike, how do you feel about that matchup? Which one, with Miles playing or not? Well, just that Rams' offensive line against the Browns' front seven. Well, Miles is playing, by the way. Miles, Miles yeah, is, he is definitely He's definitely playing. Uh, I saw the last game when he went out with the shoulder, so I don't know because it was already taped up, so I don't know if he just banged it up and then just, you know. But he's It looked like a playing. stinger. It looked like a stinger because his arm was hanging. It was hanging, but because it was taped up already, that tells me he was already kind of banged up. So, yeah. But nevertheless, he's playing. Uh, and to answer your question, DC, uh, I don't know that we're going to fare that well if we do some of the things we've been doing by not getting rid of the ball and establishing that run game. If we go back to that pass happy stuff, it's probably going to be a very long day. What do you think, Tom? Man, first and foremost, I'm going to be there and I'm going to be hammered. So I'm not going to be the best uh, in the best condition to evaluate the game. I'll probably be watching it. I'll be in the 400 level, which is my new favorite level, because you could still see the field really good. You can see the Oculus straight on. So it's like watching it on a giant HD TV, 8K TV, and which is great for the replays and great for the penalties, too. Um, and it's also the area where you walk around and get food and drinks and the restrooms aren't too crowded. So 400 level is legit. But having said that, the game is going to be interesting because the Rams are 4-1 and one against the NFC West this year and 1-5 outside of the division. Okay? So we're going to find out real quick who the Rams really are because nobody's impressed with those four division wins. I'm not. You beat the Cardinals and the Seahawks twice. Woohoo! Big deal. <clears throat> beat somebody outside of the division that isn't starting a rookie quarterback like the Colts, and we barely beat them. Um, I want to see them get after it. I want to see this team sack up and show them what they're made of. No excuses. This defense is going to come for your heads. So that offensive line better be ready to fight or they're going to get knocked out. I'm going to tell you that right now. I saw that Steelers defensive line picking on our offensive line, um, and I was at that game too. Um, I even seen, you know, Steve Avila getting his butt kicked a little bit. Uh, he got his butt kicked against Green Bay. And that was a rookie pass rusher from Bowling Green, one of my favorite pass rushers in the draft. And they stuck him. They got him in the sixth round, too, geez. So we got we to gotta get this offensive line ready, to, ready for a fight. And the only way you can get them ready for a fight is to let them run the ball. Because offensive linemen love to run the ball. Because they get to impose their will instead of let the defensive line impose their will on them and try to slow them down with their backpedal. Um, that matchup's going to be interesting. Our defense versus their offense is going to be weird because we have a quarterback 
that's we haven't seen in a while. He's pretty old, can't run. We'll see if he still can throw. Um, but we're gonna have to rattle him. That that uh that offensive line too is pretty decent for for the Browns. Am I right there in saying that? Are they pretty okay? Yeah. They're pretty okay. <laughs> yeah. I mean, I, I'm just looking at their center, their right guard, and their right tackle. That's pretty legit. I don't really know their left tackle very um, well. Now, mind you, there's been a couple injuries this year. They lost, you know, key they, they lost key part of their key parts of that offensive line. Of course, they're Nick Chubb being the big one. Now, if Nick Chubb is playing this game and uh, we're not ta- I don't you know, this this is a Super Bowl roster if everybody's healthy. Yep. I it mean, is. I'm not it is. It really is. And that's a shame because Cleveland's way overdue. They are. This, I'm team, saying this that, team is built to win. And yeah. we, the, the, like we talked about earlier, the sad part for the Browns fans, and you live in Ohio, you, 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 know, you root for that team when they're not playing the Rams. You know, you're close to them. Um, Cleveland's got a rich history. Their fans are I, – I can't wait to go to a game in Cleveland when the Rams play there. I can't wait to fly up and hang out with you and, and go – to the dog pound. I want to see that. It just sounds so much fun. But getting back to Deshaun Watson, I mean, he hasn't played well since he came back to the NFL until the game he got hurt and they beat the Ravens in Baltimore. And he didn't do it. I mean, he didn't light it up. He threw for like 230 yards and he ran for, you know, 60 yards, I, I think. But oh. he was efficient and he did just enough to, to beat in my opinion, the best team in the NFL, which so, is the Ravens. I want to kind of fill that gap for you, though, because a lot of people blame Deshaun Watson and so on and so forth for his struggles at the quarterback position. But I'm going to tell you flat out, it, it's not just a Deshaun Watson problem. This is where the Rams can really take advantage of it. They don't fall in their own, in their own problems. Because much like, much like Sean McVay, Kevin Stefanski also has problems at times with his play calling, and he takes hits every game about some of the decisions that he makes that are just nonsensical. And this is where the Rams can really take advantage of, it, especially when when Stefanski is on offense. When they they make they do make some really kind of boneheaded decisions, especially in the red zone, especially just especially in opposing territory. Period. They just he's ultra conservative. He won't always make that call that needs to be done. And it drives Browns fans nuts. And this is where the Rams actually can take advantage of it. They can rely. I can tell you right now, you can rely on the Browns taking the most conservative route necessary. That you really can. So for the Rams, I, I'm, I'm going to agree with Mike. If we can get them go, the running game going early, that's going to be able to do two things. That's going to be, one, controlling the clock, keeping that, keeping their pass rush off Stafford's back, and two, just of avoiding the possibility of a tired Rams defense. Like, that's what happened in the Pittsburgh game. The Pittsburgh game was tight, but Pittsburgh wore out that Rams defense in the second half. That's really what happened. If they can avoid that, I think they're going to win this game. I think it's going to be close. It's going to be – I don't see either team getting the 20 points in this game. I'd be shell-shocked if they do. But the way there for the Rams is run, run, run. And when that pass when, – when the run's getting balled up – they did a great job getting screenplays out there. They did a great job getting movement close to the line, get, get the ball out fast. And, I mean, a main priority to me, in case we couldn't tell, is you got to keep Stafford healthy. This, this team was horrifyingly awful when Stafford was out. And so, you know, I, if they can do that, they're going to be fine. Because Stefanski will hurt you if you 
give them the chance to. So you can, that's one thing you can take to the bank about this game. There is a, a definitive, even though we, we gripe a little bit about Sean McVay here and there, when he's when Sean McVay is doing what he's supposed to do, um, he is the better play caller. You know what pisses you off last week is how good of a game he called. It's like, dude, where have you been all season? I mean, honestly, if he coached like that every game this season, we'd have eight wins right now. Absolutely. Easily. Easily. Because coaching lost us some of those close games, including the Bengals debacle. That was a joke. That was a lot of bad play calling, a lot of bad game planning. Was uh, same, same with the Steelers. I don't want to hear the refs crap. I don't want to hear it. It's part of the game. But the way that we are uh, in that game, Raheem, you know, letting, you know, Kenny Pickett and the two receivers look like Joe Montana and Dryson Taylor. I'm like, dude, what is going on here? These guys are mid, bro. Like, unbelievable. Unbelievable. What are they, Tommy? Super what mid. What are they? They're super mid. mid. Super <laughs> mid. They're yeah, sus, and, dude. And I, man, I so much agree with that because at the end of the day, we can say it's the players, but it's coaching as well. Because if you're calling, uh, you know, things that just aren't working that day or for whatever reason, that series, you, you have to be able to change it up. You can't just keep forcing it down and saying, well, it's going to work. It's going to work. Yeah, it might work out of 99 plays, but what's happening on those other 98 when you're getting killed? So, uh, yeah, so consistency, play calling. Come on, McVay, get your game right. You're at home. Again, protect home, and you can be fine. But uh, it'll be interesting. But I, I, I'm going back to what Derek said earlier. If, if, they, let, if, if they let the dogs in and, and those guys start getting after Stafford, it's going to be a long one. Yeah, if they if they try to throw the ball forty times, we're getting murdered. I'll tell you that right now. <laughs> you're you're gonna send Stafford into the shadow realm, and here comes Carson Wentz for the rest of the season. I'm telling you that right now. So don't be a dummy and get our quarterback hurt. Run the ball, Kyron Williams, dude. Kyron Williams and Royce Freeman with a little sprinkle of Evans, the rookie, letting him get his feet wet a little bit. Um, dude, we got running backs on this team. I mean, we really do. So let's use them, damn it. And they used them last week, and boy, did it look good. I just want to point something out with all this, too. You, you, you asked the question, where's this play calling been? And, but a conversation you and I had in the show a couple of weeks ago and talking about that play calling and the running theory was that Sean McVay has a difficult time when he doesn't have his horses when it comes to play calling. And I think that's evident. He got his horses back. And he was able to run the game he wants to run. He struggles when he doesn't have the guys he, that, that he wants. He doesn't, he doesn't trust them, so he gets ultra-conservative. He gets tunnel vision. When he gets the guys back that he trusts, and in the Rams' offense, again, for those of us who have, who, for anybody who's new and hasn't listened to our show for, for years now, what we've always said about, the, about McVay's offense is not actually a pass-driven offense. His, his, his offense is running back-driven. That's why when they had Todd Gurley, they were the best of what they did. And they haven't really had that since, and they've struggled since. Now here you have a running game again, and everything runs through that running game. And he himself 
will deviate from that when he doesn't have the horses that he likes back there. That's why I think that's the answer to your question, Tommy. Bring it full circle. It goes back to that conversation in which we we theorize that he just struggles to adapt when he doesn't have his guys, when he doesn't have the good guys, if you get my drift. I don't agree with this approach. You should trust all of your players. You picked them. You and Les picked them to be on your team. Put them in there and run the game plan. I think it's a trust if they fail. If they fail, then then he needs to grow up. Okay? He's listen. I'm 45 years old. I'm eight years older than him, dude. Like, grow up a little bit. Then you need to start trusting people. If you don't trust your team, your if you're a manager at a company and you have a team under you, if you don't trust them and micromanage them, you either Get rid of them and get better people or take a look in the mirror. Okay. A lot of times the managers and the bosses and the head coaches and all the, they need to take a look in the mirror. Get out of your own way. I don't trust these guys. No, you don't trust yourself. That's why you don't trust them. It's a you problem. So look in the mirror, pull up your damn big boy pants and run the same goddamn place. I don't care who's in there. Run the game plan. If they can't execute it, find somebody who can. Simple as that. Don't get in your feelings. Don't get in your own way. You've been coaching as a head coach since 2017. Evolution needs to continue. I don't want to see the same guy. And people are like, why do you want Sean McVay fired? Are you kidding me? I absolutely am not saying that. I want him to keep evolving so he don't get fired. Okay? That's what I want. I don't like to see coaches eventually lose their jobs because they they get into this square peg and round hole situation. Okay. I love Sean. I want to see the fiery Sean again. I want to see that guy on the sideline. Like you see Dan Campbell yelling and going crazy and hugging his players. And I want him back with a real Sean McVay. Please stand up. I saw him last week. I want to see him again this Sunday. I'll be there. Let's get it, Sean. Let's go, man. I need to pull some slim shady up. Get it. One for the <laughs> Mike said, didn't you? Mike, fill the gaps in there. Anything you <laughs> want to say pertaining to Sean McVay play calling and in uh, theory that we had? Because you, you were on well, that show. When we were. When we were I, I, I agree with the fact that, again, you have to be consistent. That comes with confidence. But as you noted, you've been a head coach long enough to get it done. But I do somewhat agree with you, Derek, in regards to. Some people, as much as they want to put out, they're super confident and I got it all dialed in. There is some truth to the fact that if he doesn't seem like he has those guys out there, he'll deviate where now he's just trying to use maybe one guy that might be out there and all like that. But as Tommy said, part of evolving and becoming an all-time great coaches, again, being able to make those adjustments and be big boy enough to say, you know what, I've got to do something different. Check yourself, scout yourself, do whatever, go get some, uh, you know, all the the stats on yourself and, and figure it out. But at the end of the day, uh, I'm going to just say this. If we let Joe Flacco come in off the street and beat us, then we all, or they all should just say, you know what, guys, we're done for the rest of the year. If you let <laughs> Joe Flacco Come in here off the street, 38 years old. It, come on, man. That, that, there's no way. Let me ask you a question. 
and because I, I, I think the Rams tend to do this, but maybe my thought process is completely naive. I believe over the years, Rams teams have had a tendency to take situations like this lightly. And what I mean by that is, okay, hey, Joe Flacco's back there. Oh, we got this. Oh, we got this. And then they come in flat. And, and really, all you got to do is protect Joe Flacco and let him throw. And that's going to be a problem right there. So what do you say to that kind of thinking where it, that's what it appears to me sometimes when the Rams get these in these situations where, you know, that they, that they tend, to look, tend to take them lightly. Am I wrong? That's, that's what I'm saying. If they let Joe Flacco come in off the street and beat him, everybody needs to just go home for the season because exactly right. You come in and go, man, that's Flacco back there. We ain't got to worry about that. And then the next thing you know, we're down 14. What, what happened? Tommy, what you think? Yeah, we can't lose to Joe Flacco, dude. I mean, come on, man. I will I will go right back to crushing this team. I mean, I will get back on my phone Monday morning, and it's on. I'm going to light the TL up on Twitter, and people are going to get mad at me, and I don't care. Cry all you want. If we lose to Joe Flacco, we suck. All right? As simple as that. We're not ready. We're not ready. You want to go to the playoffs. And you want to go against Detroit for 49ers, the Cowboys, the Eagles. Come on, man. If you're not going to c- compete at that level, then don't bother because you won't get bounced in the first round. And we're going to be picking in the 20s all for nothing. All right? So I want to see this team get after it. You you call yourself a playoff contender. If we win on Sunday and the Packers lose to the Chiefs, which they're going to, and we already got the L last night. That we automatically are go from the ninth seed to the seventh seed in in three days. Okay, we're in it for one week. We are in the playoffs for one week. Now we then we play the Ravens next week. All right, so you have to win this game if you even think that you are a contender. You better. This is the time of year where we talked about this earlier. You separate the contenders from the pretenders. So you lose this game. You're a pretender. You win it, you're still a contender. That's it. Let's get after it. You know, they're they're weak at the quarterback position, and that's where we have to take advantage of them. Because everywhere else, I mean, we could go into running back. I I don't think Jerome Ford and Kareem Hunt are no slackers. Even Pierre Strong Jr., their third string running back, could probably start on a couple of teams. They have a deep room, all right? Um. They're a good football team, like you said, Derek. <laughs> they have a Super Bowl roster. If they could get it together in 2024 and stay healthy, watch. I feel sorry for everyone who has to play them. Yeah, watch. All right, guys, that's our show today. That is our show. If you have any comments, questions, hey, since we've had an email in a while, ramstop1945gmail.com, except for a couple that got sent to, to uh, Tommy here because they just love them some Tommy. In the meantime, follow us on Twitter as well. They're still Twitter to me at DC Apollo at Rams Talk for the, uh, Talk Rams for the entire thing for uh, Ram Tommy in LA for Tommy and of course Mike at One Duke Twenty Three. Until next time, we are out of here. Have a great one. Howdy.
Everyone is talking about magnesium. It's all you hear about. But why? What do we know about magnesium? Well, magnesium is the number one mineral that 75% of Americans are deficient in. If you are a woman over 35, magnesium will help you rediscover balance, energy, and vitality. Magnesium supports more than 300 enzymatic reactions in your body, including those involved in hormonal balance. From functional medicine doctors to mental well-being and female hormone experts, we all know that magnesium is the one mineral to improve all aspects of well-being and health. But which one? Magnesium Breakthrough from Bioptimizers. The trusted choice recommended by leading experts with seven best-absorbed forms of magnesium to ensure your body receives the support it needs for overall well-being. Go to bioptimizers.com slash balance today and use code BALANCE10 for 10% off. Support your journey to wellness at B-I-O-P-T-I-M-I-Z-E-R-S dot com forward slash balance. Magnesium Breakthrough from Bioptimizers, your foundation to optimal health and vitality.